Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining the Catholic Exchange podcast. I am your new editor and host, Kristen Van Uden, and this is my inaugural podcast, the first one that I've done for CE, and I'm happy to have today as a guest, Annette Virgin, who is representing Endow Groups. I know we've had articles featured from Endow in the past and a few of your colleagues featured, and we're here today to talk about a few particular curricula that Endow has just recently put out. So Annette, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm actually delighted to be here. Great. So I know many of our listeners may be familiar with Endow already, maybe have participated in some of the groups personally, or came across the articles or various podcasts, but could you just give us a brief primer of what Endow is, what the principles behind it are, and where our listeners can find more information? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um, Endow is a Catholic apostolate for women, and our mission is to call women together to study the important documents of the church and the, um, the lives and the writings of the important saints of the Catholic church, especially the female doctors of the church. Um, and uh, Endow was actually founded by three women who um, encountered Pope John Paul II's writings on the feminine genius, and particularly um, Pope John Paul II's letter to women, which he wrote um, in 1995, and also Mulieris Dignitatum, which he wrote a few years earlier in 1988. And our three founders read these documents and were so um, struck by them that they thought, this is really something that all women should read, all women should understand um, you know, how the church sees womanhood, how the, the church understands the role of women in society. And um, it can be very life-giving to study these documents in a small group of women and to really um, encounter the, the, the rich theological heritage that, that the church has about women and the way the church sees um, the vital role of women in in life and in society. So they actually founded this apostolate to disseminate these documents and these writings and to help women to grow to understand their dignity and to understand how the church sees um, women and their role. And Endow actually stands for the it's an acronym for educating on the nature and dignity of women. So that's really what Endow is all about. We, uh, we help organize women into small groups. We create study guides on various documents and um, various saints for women to encounter together. And uh, we, as part of the, these materials, we provide the source document, some commentary, and then a, uh, a group of discussion questions. So, you know, very often the richness from being involved in an endowed group comes from the discussions that are stimulated by reading these texts and, uh, and talking about them. And it's really in the discussions that the texts become relevant because that's where you can, with a group of women who share your values, start to say, well, you know, what does this mean to my life? What does this mean? You know, something that St. Teresa of Avila may have written in the 16th century or something that Pope John Paul II wrote in the 80s. What does that mean to my life in 2022? And how is it relevant? Yeah, that's great. And 
I really think that what sets Endow apart, because of course you can study these documents on your own, you can internalize them and understand them from a more academic perspective, but then actually putting them into practice is something else. And actually living by these principles day to day, reaffirming, like just reaffirming yourself and your own dignity, and then also inculcating that into your interactions with others is where the rubber meets the road and it becomes difficult. So this concept of talking it out and having that group setting and sort of those accountability partners, depending on uh, from which background the, the participants are coming from, just to keep you on track and to realize that because these, these principles of human dignity are challenged in social situations often, not only to provide a social situation in which they are affirmed, but also to equip the members with the tools needed to go out into the world and still act in a way concurrent with their dignity. So can you speak a little bit to just the, the principle that as Catholics, we are called to be in the world, but not of it. And of course, we're going to have not only our own personal dignity challenge, our faith challenge, but also we're going to be asked to act in ways that are out of integrity with what the church teaches. And how, how, has, how have these groups equipped women to go out into the world and have interactions with people who are maybe challenging what the church teaches us about our true identity? Well, that's a really great question. And um, there's multiple ways that endow groups can be really fortifying to, to Catholic women um, today. The first way is in order to answer those questions, you know, when we're challenged by our culture about our beliefs or about the way we live our life, um, about our faith, in order to answer those questions, we have to know what those questions are, what those answers are ourselves. And very often in Dow group, together with women who you know, share your faith and values, you can really work out those answers for yourself in a very personal way. So that when you are challenged by our society, you have thought through why, why, do I want to be, why, why am I Catholic? Why do I choose to live my life this way? Why do I go to mass on Sundays? Why do I follow, um, you know, the guidelines that are, that are proposed by our faith? Why do I pray? Um, all of those questions, you know, in order to be able to answer those for someone else, you have to know those answers yourself. And that is really one of the fruits that comes out of an endow group. Mm -hmm. First of all, the, the first fruit that, uh, that we find is that women develop an active and interior prayer life. So through prayer, um, you know, those answers become kind of crystallized in our minds. And then in our endow groups, we kind of talk them through. We also learn from each other from situations that our endowed sisters have been in and how they reacted and responded, then we can add that to our arsenal and say, oh, that was brilliant. I'm going to adopt that. Or if it didn't work out so well, next time I'm faced with a challenge like that, I'm going to respond this way. So we really, um, we, we help each other by sharing experiences and by sharing thoughts and ideas. Um, and it, it, it does really become formational and transformational in the lives of the women. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's always the case that knowledge is the first step to apologetics. And then it becomes a matter of, as you said, internalizing that knowledge through prayer, really deeply rooting it in your soul, and then the fortitude to continue on to, to actually live it out. So that's great. Um, I know that Endow is, is meant to be... Um, 
these are programs that are not part of a school curriculum, right? So they are, you can do it, you can set your own up at a church, at a school, youth group, what have you. And the most recent set of books that was released was specifically targeted towards teens. Mm-hmm. I know that one of the, the catalysts for this podcast and also the recent article in Catholic Exchange was just the absolute ap- epidemic of mental health issues among teens, especially since the pandemic, really staggering suicide statistics. I was just reading a 50% increase in hospitalizations for suicide attempts among teen girls happened between 2019 and 2021. So absolutely heartbreaking, really speaks to obviously the sickness of a culture that has lost God at large, but also the main prompts of the the isolation due to the lockdowns, the effects of social media really taking off, uh, especially with new apps developing and the inability to supplement living online because really teens of today are almost digital natives who have never never had (laughs) um, the life that we were were used to growing up with where the phone was either introduced later or uh, not at all they they grew up with these devices so i think this is perfectly timed this this program that is specifically focused on teens so can you speak a little bit to what the the main pillars of that program are how they draw from endow's principles and what makes them a little bit different Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, one of the things that we often find when women encounter Endow um, is that they they say, wow, this is so amazing. I wish I had known this earlier. I wish I had learned these truths about my dignity, about my feminine genius, about that, you know, I was made in the image and likeness of God and that I have a mission to fulfill. I wish I'd known this, you know, 10 years earlier at a time in my life when I was making those really fundamental choices that will that will determine the trajectory of my life over the next 10, 20, 30 years. You know, decisions about what to study in college, what, what kind of a career to choose, um, what to look for in a potential, you know, boyfriend or spouse, you know, who, what qualities I should look for in, in someone that I, that I um, contemplate the vocation of marriage with. So the idea behind the high school study uh, series was to introduce the endow method to women at a much younger age at a time in their life when they really can um, use these truths to build up who they are. And the irony of the timing of these studies coming out is that we are seeing um, massive kind of uh, increase in depression, increase in loneliness among young women that are caused by a variety of factors. But you know, social media being a big part of that, not just the impact of social media on how women define themselves. You know, mm-hmm. young women don't understand where their dignity comes from. So they're looking for, you know, they're looking for ways to to uh, understand where their value comes from. And social media is always ready at the hand. And unfortunately, that's a really poor way. Um, And then the other thing is social media has isolated them by giving them a false sense of community. They feel connected through their phone, but they don't really have those fundamental relationships, those important relationships that um, will help them in times of crisis, will help them in times of difficulty. The, you know, the social media creates a, a false 
image of being part of a community, but it's not a real community. Mm -hmm. So by inviting a young woman to be a part of an endow group, which involves real face-to-face -face community, which involves you know building relationships over time through the shared experience of talking about really important questions, like why was I created? What, where does my dignity come from? Um, you know, what, what is the purpose of life? What is, what is the point of my life? Do I have a mission? Talking about this, these types of questions with, with their peers, you know, creates a community and it also gives them an alternative perspective other than the one that is being proposed to them by our culture, which can be really toxic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the advice I've often been given, which I know people can be quite resistant to regarding social media, is just to go cold turkey often. And the times that I've fasted from social media, I know, which is very popular to do during Lent especially, have been very fruitful and efficacious. But also, on the other hand, uh, it's becoming to a point where in order to to even have a social life, you have to have some sort of engagement with social media. And I'm always struck by the kind of the irony of of doing podcasts like this where I'm like, well, I'm going to go and then share this podcast on social media. So are there, are there any tips from Endow about how to limit social media usage so that it works for you in a, in a way that not only affirms your real life <laughs> existence and, and human dignity, but also maybe allows you to connect with other Catholics or what, what is Endow's best advice on how to manage living in a, in, a, in a world that is so inundated by social media. Well, and I, I think that, you know, the best advice would be just to know that um, that social media tool, that is something that, you know, we should use to help us um, accomplish our objectives rather than social media kind of determining how we use it and, and driving it. And unfortunately, the way it's designed, it is insidious, insidious in trying to take over our thought processes, um, our, how we spend our time. So you really have to be very intentional about it. And especially with young teens, it's very difficult um, to take away their social media because very often that's how they connect with others, even around making plans for face-to-face -face community communication, but what's really damaging is when they sit in their rooms alone for hours and hours and hours, mm -hmm. and you know they're on their phone, um, you don't know what they're looking at, but the messages from social media can be really damaging to their, to their psyche in that they begin to believe that their dignity um, comes from, you know, how many likes or, or they get on a post or how many followers they have on Instagram, rather than from, you know, the core of who they are. And it's really difficult to disengage them from that. So as a parent, I know that it's hard enough for me to make those good decisions about social media and not letting it control my thinking. Um, and then, how to uh, help my daughter to do that is, is even more crucial. I don't know that Endow has any answers, but what we do do is bring women together to replace some of that time that you might be alone, mm -hmm. uh, entertaining yourself or keeping yourself occupied on social media to replace that with real face-to-face -face communication 
um, real face-to-face community talking about topics and subjects that really matter and that are life-giving. Definitely. And I've found even just through personal experience that when social media does work at its best and is best for me is when you treat it as a tool to get to those in real life connections. So even when you get to the point where considering online dating, for example, as an introduction service, where you are meant to actually meet these people in real life and develop uh, connections that way, rather than an end in and of itself. So when we conceive of social media as the end in and of itself, then it's, it's, it's given undue attention and undue importance. And that is the dominant cultural narrative, you know, maintaining your Instagram and obsessing over follower count. But if we can at least reframe it as a way to get us to connections rather than being the purpose in and of itself, then I think that is one step in the right direction. Um, to pivot a little bit, I know that for these particular books for teens and programs for teens, several specific saints were chosen for their examples, like St. Maria Goretti, for example. I think St. Josephine Bakita was in there. So can you tell me why these saints were chosen, how their examples really speak to young girls and what we can gain from their, their witness? Absolutely. That's a great question. And we use the saint stories. Um, every single uh, one of the high school studies has quite a number of saints and uh, stories of the saints. And it, the saints that were chosen are saints that kind of illustrate the concepts and topics that are a part of that study. Um, and they give young women, first of all, they give young women examples of how to live out their faith, how to make their faith a part of their life. And they also show the wide diversity of ways that, um, you know, Catholic women can express their faith and can live out their faith and, and um, you know, the way that they can impact the world. It's really fascinating. Sometimes we think of, you know, one particular saint, well-known saint, um, like St. Therese of Lisieux, that is, is greatly admired. We start to think that, you know, in order to be holy, we have to be like this one example or Mother Teresa or, um, you know, St. Teresa of Avila. Like we, we, we have one image in our minds. We don't realize the vast diversity and um, difference of ways that the feminine genius has been expressed in the lives of all of these different saints. So we feel like if we're not like one particular well-known saint, then we, then we obviously aren't holy. And that's one thing too, that the, uh, the study guides will introduce women to so many different ways to be a Christian Catholic woman, to live out your faith, to live out your um, your mission. And it's really, it's really encouraging um, and giving, giving examples to the, the young girls of, of ways of, of models that they can imitate. Mm -hmm. That's great. And to wrap up here, can you give us some practical tips on if we're maybe interested in starting an endowed community? Do you first uh, get a group together? What's the smallest group you can do up to the largest <laughs> their conferences? How far can the listeners go with this? Um, this there, there is no, um, you could have an endowed group with your daughter 
if you want to. You could just do a one-on-one, -on -one, um, working through the study guides and talking about the questions on the way to soccer practice or you know at at other times. We do recommend groups of um, between six and twelve. We kind of say this is an ideal size because if you're smaller than six and a few people miss, then you might be you know in a situation where where you have a a, a group that is too small and if you if you're larger than 12 then maybe you have to kind of break up the discussion groups in a way but there there's really no limit um, to the number of women that can participate we've had online webinars with um, hundreds of women where we actually broke them into breakout rooms. We've also had, you know, very small groups of two or three women. So there's there's really no limit um, and there's no one way to use the materials. There's no prescription that says we have to do one chapter a week or one chapter per meeting. Um, it's really very customizable. So you can do almost, um, you know, whatever whatever makes sense for your group. And we kind of recommend that um, if you if you invite if let's say you want to have an endowed group for your daughter you you really like her to have this experience, maybe invite two or three friends of your daughters who share her faith, or you can invite some um, students from your some you know young people from your uh, church community, from your parish, mm -hmm. from youth group, or um, from her school. It's, it's really, there's, there's no limit. There's no prescription on, you know, what's the best way to do it. It really just takes a woman with a, with a kind of like a heart for spiritual motherhood that wants to introduce these concepts to the next generation and to help um, women, young women to understand their value and dignity and the, the rich Catholic tradition that is part of what the faith tradition that they have grown up with. That's right. As soon as we get these resources into their hands, this is something that will come up for the rest of our lives probably is, oh, I, I learned about that principle in an endow group. And this, this is something that's meant to equip young women for situations beyond the group itself, obviously. So very much. Right. And the beautiful thing is that women of all ages love to come together and they love to talk. Mm -hmm. So we all love to talk to each other. So it's not, um, it's a very natural thing for women to get together and to interact and to share. And so the actual process, um, it kind of takes care of itself because it's something that we all love to do. We love to be together. We love to share. We love to discuss. Uh, we love to debate. <laughs> and so the whole, um, the whole magic of an endow group, it, 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 it's just ignited by, by bringing a group of women together. That's right. Harness that energy for the glory of God. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Annette, any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, just that we have a lot of resources on our website. So if you're at all intrigued about Endow, please go to www.endowgroups.org. We have resources on how to get started. We have our entire product portfolio, our adult study guides and our youth study guides listed there. 
We also have a sign up um, if you don't have a ready made group of women, you know, either from your parish or from your neighborhood, and you don't really have those connections established already, we have a sign up on our website where, where we will try to connect you with women from your community. So there's a lot of resources um, to help you get started. And you can also sign up for personal one-on-one -on -one mentorship with um, Simone Rascala, our director of program growth. She will help you to kind of, you know, kickstart an initiative. And so we are very uh, happy to help in any way that we can to get more women um, to join endowed groups of their own and to also lead endowed groups for our young people because really our hosts are, um, are the essence of endow. So anything that we can do, if you have the inclination, if you have the desire, please reach out to us. We'd be so happy to help you get started. Wonderful. Well, again, this is Annette Burgeon from Endow, educating on the nature and dignity of women. Thank you for joining us. And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you next week. God bless.